Amen. Praise God that we are counted in on that number that is singing praises unto God. And you can only imagine how a daddy felt tonight when his daughter's actually playing and singing. Oh my goodness, that just, woo, that just made me, mm, 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 mm. My son's been doing it, but did to see Morgan too. Oh, thank you guys for working with us and allowing us to grow together in the Lord as a family. Amen? Amen. Well, I, I heard something funny. It has nothing to do with any spiritual aspect of any sermon I could ever put it with, but I'm going to tell it to you anyway because I thought maybe coming from a farm life, I just thought it was quite humorous. This man was standing before a judge in California, and he says, Your Honor, please forgive me. And the, uh, the judge says, Well, I see you're charged with killing a condor. That is, did you not know that bird is protected by law? You are not supposed, they are endangered. You are not to kill a condor. He said, Your Honor, I'm new to this country, and, and I, I'd never seen a bird that big before, and I was so hungry. I just, I didn't realize it. I am so sorry, Your Honor. Would you forgive me? And the judge says, well, being the circumstances are as they are, I'll, I'll let you go this time. Uh, so we're going to dismiss the charges. But don't you ever, ever even, even do something like that again? He says, yes, Your Honor. Then the judge says, well, I'm just curious. What, what did he taste like? He said, oh, judge, somewhere between a whooping crane and a spotted owl. Kind of right between there. <laughs> Sometimes it's better to keep your mouth shut. Okay, like I said, it has no spiritual context at all, no comp nothing I can hook it to, so let's just turn around and start all over. Okay, praise the Lord. The Lord's given me a message uh, of a biblical principle for kingdom dynamics as we are uh, establishing ourselves in this new year, and it's so important that we align ourselves with the principles of God's Word, because when you do God's Word, you will find God's Word will work. If you'll work God's Word, God's Word will work. It will work, has worked throughout the ages and will continue. It's alive. It's sharper than a double-edged sword. It's effective. It is the effectual. It is powerful. Let me tell you what. The Word of God is what we need. So we're going to be looking this uh, evening at the uh, multiplication uh, miracle of kingdom dynamics. So uh, we're going to be looking at that and what the Word of God has to say about that because I believe multiplication is God's prophetic promise to every one of us. And going into this new year, we need to take hold of the promises of God, those prophetic promises, what God has spoken over us, what God desires for us, and we need to walk it out this year. We need to see the manifest of it this year. God is not holding anything back. God is not, uh, we're not waiting on God. God is waiting on us, and we just need to come into proper alignment with the prophetic directives of God's Word, and you will see them work in your life. In Genesis 1, 27 and 28, the Bible says that God created us in His own image. Don't ever forget that. We've been created in the image of God. In the image of God, He created us, male and female. He created us. And then in verse uh, 28, it says, God blessed us. So we're not created to be cursed. We're created to be blessed. Receive that right now. Uh, the curse is from the enemy. Jesus came to get the curse off us, to get the blessing back on us. If you're in Christ, I need you to let the curse go right now and receive the blessing. I receive the blessing. God has blessed us. And He wants us to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish in the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Here, God prophetically announces to us, let your ears hear what He has to say, that from the very beginning, it has been His plan. It has been His purpose. It is His promise that His people would live a life of multiplication. It's how we were created in His image. When God spoke to Noah in Genesis 9, He said almost the same thing to him. As for you, be fruitful and multiply. Bring forth abundantly in the earth and multiply in it. God's saying it again unto Noah. Multiply in it. And, uh, and, and when God spoke to Abram and, and Abraham in Genesis 17 and 2, He says, and I will make my covenant between me and you and multiply you exceedingly. When God spoke to Isaac in Genesis 26 and 24, He said, I will bless you and multiply, multiply your descendants. 
And he goes right on to the next generation. He goes to Jacob and he says in Genesis 28 and 3, may, may God Almighty bless you and make you fruitful and multiply you. And it doesn't stop, stop with them. We see in Exodus chapter 1 and verse 7, he continues when he's speaking to his people Israel. He said the children of Israel were fruitful and increased abundantly. They multiplied and they grew exceedingly mighty and the land was filled with them. In Exodus 1 and 12, he says, but the more they afflicted them, the more the enemy came against them, the more they multiplied and they grew and they were in dread of the children of Israel. So I'm here to tell you tonight, if you've been experiencing any affliction lately in any area of your life, I've got some good news for you. The enemy's taking you seriously. The enemy is concerned about what you're up to. The enemy is concerned about God's plan in your life. And the more he's trying to hinder you, and the more he's trying to hold you back, and the more he's trying to afflict you, the more God's going to cause you to multiply. Just now receive it now in the name of Jesus. I declare over you multiply. I say it again over you multiply. Kingdom multiplication is the word of God for you tonight. Kingdom multiplication is the word of God for you this week and this month. I don't want you to let go of it. Kingdom multiplication. And, and, and that is what God is decreeing and declaring over your life. So where we, we look at all of this, we say, well, where do this fit in with us in the New Testament? Well, we go back to Genesis 3, 13 and 14. You can't get away from those two verses of Scripture where Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Hallelujah. Let it go. Let the curse go. And because cursed is he who hangs on a tree. Goes all the way back to Deuteronomy to that, that legal loophole where Jesus didn't have to sin to take our curse on him. All he had to do was hang on a tree. Not be stoned to death, not be killed by Herod's soldiers, not be uh, cast off of that mountain cliff. None of that could kill him. The whipping post couldn't kill him because he says, I'm going to lay my life down on that tree so I can get that curse up off my people, so I can get that curse up off of that Christian embassy group that's there on, on that Wednesday night. He says, I'm going to hang on that tree to get the curse off of you. I'm telling you, if he was willing to go that far to get the curse off of us, how dare we, how dare we still walk around and claim the curse? No, I reject the curse in the name of Jesus. We trample not underfoot what Jesus has done for us. Get the curse off of us in our household and get the blessing on us. Yes, even the blessing of Abraham, he said. Jesus came so that he might fulfill the promise of the blessing of Abraham, which is in that promise, there is the promise of multiplication. Multiplication. The potential and the power of multiplication. They are incredible. And God wants them operating in your life. I'm not talking about addition now. I'm glad that God adds some things to our life. I know He added my beautiful wife to my life. God is good. He's added two sons and a daughter to my life. God is good. He has added years to my life. God is good. But there is a kingdom dimension of multiplication that goes far be above and beyond this. And that's what I'm talking about not tonight. It's not the one plus one plus one plus one anymore. I believe that the Spirit of God is saying that kingdom multiplication is to be released in our life. And just do the math. Just do the math. Look at some of this math I give you. In five lines, in five tries, look. If you look at addition, you got two plus two is four, and four plus four is six and six plus six, you know, uh, I mean, four plus four is eight. Boy, where did I go to school? And eight plus eight is 16, and 16 plus 16, 32, and 32 plus 32 is 64. In addition, in five lines, five tries, we're up to 64. But look at those same five tries with those same numbers at, with multiplication instead of addition. You got that two times two is four, and four times four is 16, and 16 times 16 is 256, and 256 times 256, what, 65,536, right? And then that 65,536 times 65,536 gives you 4,294,967,296. Hallelujah. That's the power of multiplication. And that's the power I want to talk to you tonight where God's prophetic word over our life as we go into this year is He wants to multiply you. He wants kingdom multiplication in every area of your life. 
When I read in the Bible according to the Word of God, I see that God multiplies people. I see that disciples multiply. I see churches multiply. I see that the Word of the Lord multiplies. I see that seed multiplies. I see that things multiply. I see that your supply and your vision multiply. All of these are biblical principles. That grace and peace and love and so many other things, they all multiply. That's what God wants to multiply in your life. I'm asking you to a question tonight. How many of you want some multiplication? Kingdom dynamics of multiplication in your life, in your finances, in your health, in, in, your, in, in the ministry you're in, in the vision of purpose that you're fulfilling in life. Hallelujah. Because everything in the kingdom of God is created to multiply, to increase, to become abundant in every area. Jesus even said Satan has come to kill, steal, and destroy. He's come to subtract. But I didn't come to add, I came to multiply, give you an abundance. That abundance means a multiplication of the blessings of God, a multiplication of the uh, uh, involvement of God in our life. Everything, everything in the kingdom of God is created to multiply. Hallelujah. Receive it now. I'm speaking the word of God over you. Let your faith arise and take hold of it. That you are to become abundant in every life. In your life, in your marriage, in your finances, in your business, in your career, in your ministry, in your relationship. Multiply, multiply, multiply. Everything God created was intended to multiply with kingdom multiplication the multiplication which is such a miracle from God. See, multiplication is a miracle dynamic, a miracle kingdom dynamic. And we cannot forget that. And there's, when we look at the miracle of the kingdom dynamics of multiplication, we see that as you break it down, you see there's a supernatural side and there's a natural side. There, in the dynamics of the kingdom, there's a supernatural dynamics a part of the multiplication of God, but He has chosen to also include a natural dynamic in the kingdom dynamics of multiplication. The supernatural, as we know, is God's part, and that's definitely be the bigger part. When you see things start going into the trillions just in five steps away, you got God doing that, but let me tell you what, there's also the natural part that God's going to require of you and some, He's going to require of me. And some people say, well, what's my part? Well, uh, uh, you know, our part, we have to ask God uh, as we see what he's called us to. What do you want me to do? We know you want us to increase. We know you want us to become greater in what you've called us into. You want us, you want us to multiply. You want us to reach our full potential that you've created in us. So uh, God show us and he shows us in his word. There are many places I could give you some of these kingdom dynamics, but we're going to focus tonight in about 10 verses of Scripture, 11 verses of Scripture in Mark chapter 6. In Mark chapter 6, verse 34 and following, we're looking at the story of the feeding of the 5,000 men plus their women and children. Now, the feeding of the 5,000 is the only miracle other than the resurrection of Jesus Christ that we find in all four of the Gospels. Now, I believe that says something. So when I'm looking at the kingdom dynamics of us getting back to the image of God in which He's created us to multiply, I see that He gives us the principles of multiplication in a miracle story, and He's had it recorded in, in, in Matthew, and in Mark, and Luke, and in John, all four of the Gospels. No other miracle covers all four of the Gospels except the miracle of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That speaks volumes to me as a student of the Word. And I say there's so much in this miracle that God wants us to not miss. He doesn't want us to miss any angle of it from any of the perspective of any of the writers by the Holy Spirit that we have. And we're going to look at it from Mark's angle that the Holy Spirit has given to us. And we're going to uh, pull out some principles for kingdom dynamics for us tonight. Here in verse 34, if you'll follow along in your Bible or on the screen. And Jesus, when he came out, he saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion for them because they were like sheep not having a shepherd. So he began to teach them many things. And when the day was now far spent, his disciples came to him and said, this is a deserted place and already the hour is late. Send them away that they may go into the surrounding country and villages and buy themselves bread for... They have nothing to eat. But Jesus answered and said to them, You give them something to eat. 
And they said to him, Shall we go and buy 200 denarii worth of bread and give them something to eat? But he said to them, How many loaves do you have? What do you have? What's, what do we have? Go see. Go see. And when they went out, they found out that they had five loaves and two fish. And he commanded them to make them all sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in ranks in hundreds and in fifties. And when they had taken the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven, blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples to set before them. And the two fish he divided among them all. So they all ate. They all ate. 5,000 men, their women and children, probably over 20,000 people. They all ate and were filled. All of them. And then they took up 12 basketfuls of fragments of the fish. And now those who had eaten the loaves were about 5,000 men. And already, as we see in the other Gospels, with their women and the children that were also there. I want us to look at the kingdom dynamic uh, principle. Uh, there's four of them I want to pull out. There's many more, but we're just going to focus in on four principles of kingdom multiplication out of this story. And the first one we, we see right uh, here is if we're going to walk in kingdom multiplication, that we see that kingdom multiplication requires a seed. It requires a seed. Mark 6 and 38 Jesus asked, how many loaves do you have? What do you have? What do you have? We've got to find some seeds, something that we can invest in here. Now, why didn't Jesus create the whole meal? If he's able to take five loaves, five little hush puppies and two pieces of fish and, and feed 20,000 people, if he's able to do that miraculously, don't you think he could have created the five hush puppies and the two fish on his arm? So 99.99% of the miracle he's doing anyway, why did he make it a point to have them go and survey all the people to see what they had? And then to come back with that little boy's lunch of the five hush puppies and the two pieces of fish. Did Jesus really need that? Yes, he did. Because he was operating on the earth showing us how to operate in the kingdom, showing us how to operate in the supernatural in the way God sets it up. And he says, I'm going to show you how you do it. you got to have some seed. you got to have some seed. You can't start with nothing because God wants you to have the faith to go and, and find some seed to start with. Hallelujah. He didn't need the boy's lunch in his super, supernatural side but showing us how on the natural to tap into the supernatural, he was showing us we must get the seed. We need the seed. And, and let me tell you why. There was, that one little lunch wasn't enough to feed everybody uh, and meet all their needs. So if, it don't, if it's not enough to meet the need, go ahead and classify it. It must be the seed. Amen? If it's not enough to meet the need, maybe God is showing you that it is the seed that you need. Hallelujah. Enough to be the seed for the miracle that God has for you. God is telling us that I want you to move into the miracle of kingdom dynamics known as multiplication. I created you to multiply over and over. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, I told the Israelites and I'm telling you that I want you to multiply and in this miracle of multiplication which uh, emulates on earth my image as it is in heaven, you must need, you must Come with a seed. Hallelujah. The miracle of multiplication throughout the Bible, we see always needs a seed. Go back to the Old Testament. Go to 1 Kings uh, 17. And you look at the widow there who was about to eat her last meal with her son, and then they were going to die. And prophet Elijah comes in, and, and he says, wait a minute, don't eat that last meal. Don't you do it. And it looks on the surface so selfish, but it's showing us this principle that God is teaching us. He said, if you eat that last meal, you and your son will die. But if you'll give it to me, I'm representing God, is what Elijah was saying. I'm here on earth, a prophet of the Lord. If you'll give it to me, if you will operate in faith and as giving it unto the Lord, he says, you're going to see a miracle. So she made the cake and she gave it to him. And, and the Bible says, according to the word of God, that every time she went into the barrel, there was flour. And every time she went into the cruise, there was oil until the famine broke and until the abundance of the earth began to flow again. She and her family had more than enough. It would not run out. And I'm here to tell you tonight, when you tap into the supernatural, in the logic, it says it'll run out. But the God who created the heaven and the earth, uh, who gets involved, 
involved in what we are involved in and it will not run dry. You never allow the spirit of fear in your life again. That spirit of fear says, I better hold on, I better hoard, I better lock myself away. We got some hard days coming, but the spirit of faith says, my God shall supply all my needs according to His riches and glory. I'm not going to be foolish, but I'm going to not be foolish in not being faithful either. I'm going to be faithful in the things of the Lord. Hallelujah. Man, when the devil comes at me, when he comes at me, I'm telling you, he's coming at me with lies and he's coming at me with threats and he's coming at me with, with, with uh, notices that he's going to take me down. But I tell you, I've learned to rise up in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and say, wait a minute, you've never been my supply. You've never been my healer. You've never been my deliverer. You've never given me a day of joy in my life. You've never offered me one ounce of peace. Uh, do you think I'm going to back down uh, with your scrawny uh, attack on my life? Because greater is he who is in me uh, than he was in the world. Uh, and I'm going to rise up in the name that is above every name. Uh, and I'm going to plead the blood of Jesus that is against you. Uh, I overcome you, devil, by the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony. I'm going on in what God God has for me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know the, how the story runs there in Elijah's life. But then you get into 2 Kings and 4 and you see it happens again. Here's another widow of a preacher's wife. Uh, he, and she's received news that her creditors are coming. They're going to you know, lock up her servants, I mean her sons, as, and the sons are going to have to work off this debt. And Elijah asked her, what do you have in the house? we got to find a seed. What, what do you have in the house? And she replied, nothing but this one little jar of oil. <laughs> See, she didn't understand the kingdom principle of seed. That's not enough to even offer to the creditors. They would laugh at her. I mean, they would laugh at her. But let me tell you what, it was a seed that she could offer into the kingdom of God that would release the super on the natural and bring forth the miracle manifest of kingdom multiplication. So, so Elisha says, you need to go and borrow as many vessels as you can. you got to go. you got to go. He understood the power of multiplication. Get as many as you can. And she and her sons, they go through the neighborhood and they go through the city and they borrow every vessel that they can. And the Bible says, uh, as they begin to pour from that one cruise of oil, they begin to pour every jar, every container they would come to, it would fill up to the rim. And they'd go to the next, it would fill up to the rim. And they'd go to the next one, it would fill up to the rim. Until they came to the last jar that they had borrowed uh, the last exercise of faith that they had as far as their faith went the oil went as far as their faith went the miracle went somebody been limiting God somebody been limiting God God said in 2019 I want to see you believe me for more I want to see you move into the greater I want to see you move into the abundance I want to see you move into the next level because I want you to believe me for more hallelujah and the oil filled up the last one. They sold the oil. And I'm telling you, the debts were paid and there was enough money to live off of. They returned the borrowed jars. The multiplication took care of it all. Kingdom multiplication requires a seed. And secondly, kingdom multiplication requires divine order. We see in verses 39 and 40 in this story, they commanded, Jesus commanded, or the Greek says he ordered them. He ordered them. He says, we need order here. We've got to put this thing in order. And he made them all sit down in groups on the green grass, so they sat in ranks of hundreds and fifties as he had so ordered. Let me tell you, every wave of growth in your life is going to require new order. You cannot live a life of chaos and expect the miracle of multiplication to just come in and, and set everything right. Before the miracle of multiplication, before it was released, Jesus said, you gotta get, we got to get some order here. we got thousands upon thousands of people. I need you sitting over here in the green grass, and I need you sitting in groups of 50 and groups of 100. It was a new level of commitment, a new level of discipline, uh, obedient uh, uh, alignment to the Word of God. 
I would say to you as we come into 2019 and, and as we're rushing into this year already, I'm telling you, we need to come to God's Word and by His Spirit say, God, is there anything out of order? Anything I need to put in order in my life? Is there any area I'm not obedient to Your Word? Show it to me, Holy Spirit. I, I'm already prepositioned. I'm already leaning into working on it. You just show me what it is. And for many of us, there are things He's already showed us. We need to say, God, let me see the, the order, the spiritual authority in my life that is necessary for the miracle of kingdom multiplication. Because if we're not in divine order, we're not going to know how to be completely obedient with this great abundance of the multiplication of that which God is going to manifest in our lives. Here's tens of thousands of people on the grassy field in groups of hundreds and fifties just imagine if they refused to sit down. They said, you know, we're hangry. You know, that's a, that's a term this day and age. We're hangry. That means I'm angry because I'm hungry. So I'm hangry, you know. I'm hangry and I need something to eat. You telling me to sit down? Ain't nothing to eat. I see a little boy. You let that little boy walk by me. <laughs> let that little boy walk by me. Those hush puppies will be no more. Those fish sticks are gone, you know. Just let him come by. Come here, little boy. Come here, little boy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hangry, but just imagine if they had an attitude and said, I'm not coming under your order. I'm not going to do that. They would have not seen the miracle. We must live our lives under spiritual authority and in the divine order so that we can experience the miracle of kingdom multiplication. The devil will always tempt you to fluff your feathers and, and get an attitude, get hangry. You know, it ain't been working the way I wanted to work, so I'm going to get an attitude. I, I love prompting an attitude. Well, I'm telling you, your attitude will affect your altitude. And God's wanting to take you to another level. Amen. So we humble ourselves before the Lord. We humble ourselves before the Lord, and then the mighty hand of God lifts us up. But if we stand prideful in His eye and my way, the Bible says the hand of God is against us. He can't exalt that. That is the demonic Lucifer spirit that got Lucifer kicked out of heaven and a third of the angels. Amen. And God can't bless that. He can't bless that mess. So we have to humble ourselves before the Lord and say, God, I want to come in the order that you have for my life in 2000. And what he tells you to do in 2019 may be different from what you were doing in 2018. Maybe in 2018 you were sitting on stones around a well listening to him to teach. And now he's saying, sit on the green grass. I'll sit on the green grass and get no green stain on my linen, you know, whatever. I can't scrub it out. Sit on the green grass. What you talking about? I can't get up if I get that low down. Oh, we say, Lord, if you say sit on the green grass, we're going to sit on the green grass. Amen. Amen. The children of Israel only experienced the miracles of God for basic daily necessity for a whole generation because they were constantly in strife. They were constantly contending with spiritual authority that God had placed over them. And while God supernaturally met their every need, they went around the same miserable mountain for 40 years in the same miserable desert when they had, what, a seven to nine day journey, they could have easily been in the promised land. But the attitude kept them out. Them contending against the spiritual authority that God had in their life. Let me tell you what, there will always be steps of obedience that we must take in order to get into position so we can participate in the miracle of kingdom multiplication. I'm not here to tell you what those steps are. You ask the Holy Spirit. You're mature men and women of God. You need to ask God, what would you say? And look at what it, He tells you in the rhema will line up with the Logos. If it don't line up with the Logos, you heard a demon dressed up like, the, dressed up like an angel. Or you heard Lucifer trying to push himself off as, as, as Jesus. I'm telling you, you've got to hear what the Word of God says that lines up with what the Word of God has been written. And then you need to do it. Hearing it will not help you. You've got to hear and obey. Obeying the Word of God. So whatever God's telling you to do, don't contend with it. Don't. Do it. Do it. He's trying to get you in position for kingdom multiplication. So kingdom multiplication requires a seed. It requires divine order. And in third, it requires some steps of faith. And let me tell you, anything God's going to be involved in is going to require faith. 
He, he says, uh, you can't please me without faith. There's no way to please me. There's, you bring no pleasure to me unless it's done in faith. It's got to be done in faith. Our God is a God of faith. He, 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 he cherishes faith. He, he rewards faith, the Bible says. He is a God of great faith, and He has called us to great faith. Here we see in verse 41, when they had taken the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to his disciples to set before them. And the two fish he divided among them all. So Jesus took the seed in his hand and he looked up and he acknowledged the source of everything. And then he blessed the seed and he released it to be handed out. He blessed it. He blessed it is to speak a good word over. I'm telling you, blessing and cursing is still in your tongue. And Jesus has given us an example here. One of the steps of faith is you got to speak positive. you got to speak God's word. you got to speak God's blessing over. It may look like a miserable little boy's lunch that cannot feed this multitude. But let me tell you what, the power of the blessing can be released with your tongue. And in the same way, the power of the curse can be released with your tongue. Don't squelch. Don't hold back. Don't kill the miracle before it's ever birthed in your life because of your word. You do what Jesus did as He took the steps of faith. He took the, whatever he, they, they could find. And when they brought it to Him, He blessed it. He spoke good words over it because He had faith. He was showing us with the demonstration of faith. He knew what was about to happen. Had He ever seen that miracle before here as the Son of Man? The, the Bible doesn't record that he had. So this was going to be a new miracle even for him to see as he was the Son of Man here, uh, as the Son of God and the Son of Man. He had laid down his splendor and laid down his glory. Philippians 2, 5 and 11. He wasn't depending on that. He was depending on the Holy Spirit. So he could demonstrate to us as human beings too who are born again and filled with the Holy Spirit how we can operate. That's why he said, what I, you've seen me do, you're going to do it in greater things after I go to the Father. My Spirit comes and dwells not only with you but in you. You'll become the temple of the Holy Ghost as I've been the temple of the Holy Ghost. If I, as I've been the Christos, you're going to be the Christians, those of the anointing. You're going to do this. So I'm showing you, I'm demonstrating. He'd never seen this miracle happen before but he knew his father he knew in the creative order that he was a part of that we were created to multiply whatever a need is not to just add to it but there could be a multiplication that we could tap into and he knew part of that was a step of faith where you had to bless what the seed you had you had to speak good words over it. You had to speak positive over it. I'm telling you, somebody this week is going to receive the word that you've been waiting to hear. I'm here to tell you that God has released a miracle of multiplication. I'm telling you, you're going to get an answer to prayer. I hear the Spirit of the Lord saying you're going to, have, you're going to find breakthrough by the power of the Spirit. You're going to see a healing. You're going to see a raising up. You're going to see a promotion. You're going to see a restoration in a relationship, a restoration in a family member of restoration in your marriage. Hallelujah. And I believe that those things are coming as we come in alignment with spiritual authority and as we take steps of obedience to the Word of God and steps of faith like Jesus did and begin to speak positive over what we believe God for, over what we can see through the miracle eye of faith that God wants to do in and through us. We're going to see the manifest of kingdom multiplication. Hallelujah. Because kingdom multiplication requires steps of faith. Amen. Don't wait till you feel like it. Your feelings will lead you straight to hell. Man, I want to say that with some slobbery spit preaching. Man, your feelings will lead you straight to hell. Man, don't let your feelings make rob you of your future that God has for you. We have feelings. I'm not denying that. But feelings come and go. I tell you what, I remember back in 95 when I met Pastor Rodica and the Lord, hallelujah, bright light from heaven, angels sang. I, I'm telling the truth. I came back from South Carolina. I went to go to a funeral and I came back here and been pastoring for three years of this church here that I'd planted and and I'm so conservative, I wouldn't even meet with the opposite sex uh, without my associate pastor with me because you no know, give me even, an, a, an, a, you know, even a, a semblance of, of evil, you know. 
flee the appearance of evil, the Bible says. Ain't no devil going to ruin this ministry because of that. So I was very conservative, and we had a, that little chapel packed. It was every row, a balcony. We were full in 95. I didn't put two and two together until I got up that morning and made an announcement. I said, folks, I just got back. I, whew, I don't know how to even say this, but I met my wife. When I was 17, God told me, I'll give you the wife I created for you. If you'll keep yourself pure, if you'll keep yourself pure, and you'll pursue studying and preaching my word. And I said, God, I'm not fit to, to I can study your word, but I'm not fit to pursue preaching your word. I'm just this dumb farm boy. He said, he, he shut my mouth up. He said, stop it. I could feel the Holy Spirit pinch my lips and tongue at the same, I don't even know how he did it. He said, stop it. I said, I've called you to preach my word. And that, that moment I said, God, if you'll take your hand off of my mouth, I'll preach your word. And he released it. And I have not dared ever say, I'm not a preacher. Ever since then, I'm like, yes, Lord. Yes. I, ooh, when the hand of God comes and takes your lips and tongue at the same time, I don't know how he does, did that, but he gets your attention. And he's like, don't you speak death over what I've said lie. It's going to live. Amen. So, so I, he told me when I was 17, so I, people say, why did you get a PhD? I mean, or did you need all that education? I was just trying to stay busy, to stay pure, so that I was 30. Hallelujah. And in April of that, in April of that year, uh, May 3rd, I'm going to turn 30. I didn't even think about it. I'm going to this funeral, and heaven's open, and the Lord says, this is your wife. I didn't even know what she looked like. Came back, and I told everybody, I met my wife. The conservative preacher that is so reserved is now one trip met his wife as he lost his mind. And over half of the congregation got really upset. I mean, they got their feathers in a ruffle, and I didn't put two and two together, but they were all single hens. <laughs> and months and months later, when I finally got Pastor Rodica to come visit, oh... You know, a hen will fluff his feathers up and run at him and peck and, you know. There says, she's sent from Satan. That's Satan going to destroy your ministry. I said, really? Yeah. I said, well, who do you think the Lord has for me? Me. <laughs> do, I, do I feel Paul's calling to celibacy here? We had, we had a, a losing, a flushing, a refining. <laughs> but I was so in love, I didn't even care. My associate pastor says, there's 10 of them left. I said, 10 what? <laughs> I was so in love. Hallelujah. When you come in alignment with spiritual authority, and you take the steps of obedience to the Word of God. That was many years. That was 13 years for me. But let me tell you what, God loves faith. And I wasn't ready until then for Him to give me what He gave me. So you, maybe in the past years, you've not been ready. But this Word of the Lord is, it's time. It's time. It's time. I need a seed from you. I, I got to get you in divine order. And, and you got to be a man or a woman of faith. You got to take some steps of faith so that I can release this miracle manifest of my multiplication in your life. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians 9 and 10 tells us that God will provide seed to the sower. So you can't even go and curse your seeds. I ain't got nothing. No, don't, don't you do it. God will provide seed to the sower, the Bible says. So Jesus blessed. He spoke a good word over the seed. We need to speak good words over our seed. I don't know if you ever notice it, but when it comes time to give, I'm so excited. I'm, I get up. Some people want to sit back and say, oh, it's my time to rest. Man, come on. You're going to rest all the rest of that day. Man, it's time. I'm in the presence of the Lord. I want to stand in His presence. I want to kneel in His presence. I want to dance in His presence. I want to jump. I'm in my office back there dancing and jumping, and I'm on my knee. I was like, I mean, I'm getting a workout. I'm getting a workout. I had to wear my Fitbit watch to make sure I get credit for it because I'm doing it for the Lord, but I let me get some credit for it in the, in the natural as well. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And they say it's time to bring the tithe and offering. I clap my hand and I always, always go, woo -hoo! 
If you hear that, that's me. Why am I doing it? I know how the Word works. I know how the Word works. I'm telling you, I went into, I went into a, a calling that, that they, my family said, you're going to be broke. You're going to be begging. And don't come begging to us. And you know what? It scared me. It scared me. But then I found that my God is my supply. That my God will meet all of my needs according to His riches and glory. And then I began to, He began to teach me His Word and these principles where He can take a seed that I'll speak well over and come into divine order and take a step of faith in how He can take it and multiply it. And ain't nothing scares me no more. Nothing. You talk about finance, don't scare me. If God told us to build a $10 trillion tower, if He told us, I'd say, we're going to build a $10 trillion tower because I know, I know there's no limits, no limits with God. I hear my spirit to declare it right now. No limits, no boundaries. I see increase. No limits, no ba- Somebody in here, I'm not even going to look at you because I want you to receive it from the Lord. There's no limits. There's no boundaries. Uh, I see increase in your life. I see increase this year. I see a multiplication of the magnifold of God's power and presence in your life like never before. Miracles like you've never seen before. Hallelujah. I speak a good word. I speak a good word over the seed that I see in this house. Hallelujah. So he took it and he broke it. See, some things need to be broken. Some things need to be broken. He broke the bread. I'm here to tell you there may be something in your life that needs to be broken off of your life. There may be something that needs to be broken before you can see the multiplication. If you're holding on to something so tightly, you may need to, may need to, to break it in order to release that multiplication anointing. That word broke is a verb tense where it means instantaneous action within a moment of time. So when he broke it, it was instantaneous. Somebody, you don't have, this isn't going to be a process of breaking. This is something right now, when you're ready, when you give yourself to the Lord, like that lunch was given to the Lord, He can take it and break it. He can break it instantaneously. But then it says, He gave what He broke. That verb gave is of a different tense in the Greek. It means that something that was done in the past will continue with its effect into the present and the future. So by you allowing God to break, whatever it is, to break it right now, He's going to release a gift, a giving, that is not only going to touch right now, but it's going to have an effect. It's going to be effectual for the days, for the months, for the years to come. I'm right here right now from this happening when a 17-year-old boy was on the altar broken before the Lord and I gave myself to God and He told me to rise up in faith and He said, do not fear man. And I began to rise up and go forward and it's a continuation of what started then is continuing here in a man that's 53. And that's what God wants to do in your life as well. Hallelujah. So what was happening is instead of it the multiplication taking place there and the disciples taking and coming back with bushel baskets. No, as he broke it and gave them all 12 pieces. What he's saying in this verb tense is as they went in faith and they would hand one piece, there was another piece. the, The miracle happened while they were doing it. Some people's waiting. You're waiting until your vault is full before you'll ever step out. You're waiting until you've got all your spiritual muscles like Popeye before you'll ever exercise any faith. No, the miracle is in the making. The miracle is in the process. The miracle is in you going forth in faith and putting your hand to what God has told you to do. Hallelujah. It will take place in your hand. Hallelujah. See, multiplication is so important to the kingdom of God. We started in Genesis and we went all the way through Exodus and we got on all the way. We come right up to the New Testament and the, and the finality of the New Testament. How God is a God who multiplies. He says around his throne as we look through the book of Revelation, he tells us that it is surrounded with every tribe and every tongue and every nation and innumerable audience of those that are an audience that word innumerable it can't be counted means the it's, it's still growing it's still growing it's still growing it's still multiplying it's still multiplying hallelujah so you and I are a part of a God who honors a God who loves a God who participates in the miracle of multiplication 
But just remember, the multiplication is a kingdom principle. And it requires a seed. Maybe a teeny tiny seed. Just a little boy's lunch, but it requires a seed. And it requires divine order. You got to obey him. You can, whatever he's telling you to do, you got to obey him. That's why even during the first of the year, we said in our time of fasting, obey the Lord. We don't want to delegate. We wanna, we've got our 40 days of fasting that we'll be leading up to, to Passover Sunday that we do as we seek God for the city as a corporate. But, but in these days, we're saying, just, just hear what the Lord is saying. Hear what the Lord is saying. Do what the Lord requires of you. And, and he's going to ask you to do something that's going to require faith. Oh, you're, you're, you're giving, you're serving, you're, you're, you're stepping up. If you're comfortable with it, that doesn't take faith. What's, where's the stretching? Where's the believing God? Some of you have been sitting on gifts and talents and you say, well, when there's the right scenario and the right situation and I got the right circumstance and I got the right time and I'm just really, everything's just right, I'll step out and I'll start doing it. But let me tell you what, God, that's not God. God wants you to say, God, God saying, what do you have now? What do you have now? You got a little, got a little flour and a little oil. That's enough to get you through the famine. That's enough to take care of you and your son. That's enough to take care of every neighbor that will visit you during this famine because it has a supernatural endless supply. It has the miracle of multiplication on it. It has the miracle of multiplication on it. And, and the other widow, how many jars are you willing to borrow? How many vessels are you willing to borrow? The oil only stopped when it came to the end of where their faith reached. What if she had gotten 50 more jars? The oil would have filled 50 more of them. Let's not limit God in this year. Let's not limit God. Let's step out. God is calling you. He's speaking to you. He's showing me. He's speaking to you to step it up and step out. To step up and step it out in your service unto Him. To step it up and step it out into your, your sharing and your witnessing for Him. To step it up and to step it out in your giving of your time and your talents and your treasures. He's calling you to step out in faith. Peter would have never walked on the water had he not stepped out in faith. Some say, but he sank. But I say he walked on water and he had the hand of Jesus save him and bring him back to the boat and no one else has that testimony. You can have a testimony that nobody else has and if you'll step it out in faith and keep your eyes off of the wind and the waves, you can walk on water too. And if just in case you start slipping, you got the hand of God. I've seen the hand of God. You don't tell me the hand of God is too short short to reach in to where you're at. He will lift you up and He will save you. Help us, God, to step it up and step out in faith. Hallelujah. And then finally, kingdom multiplication requires an enlarged capacity to receive and to steward the increase. They had leftovers. They had more left over than when they started. God is telling you right now, if you'll do it his way, you'll have more in the end than what you started with. You're going to have an abundance. It's going to take care of everything that is in your life. And then there'll be overflow. There'll be overflow. But you need an enlarged capacity to receive. And you need an enlarged capacity to steward the increase that he's bringing in your life. Somebody here is getting ready to have more left over than you used to have altogether. You're going to take care of everything and have more left over than what you had all to work with all your life. This is so very important. If God was to bring it into your life right now, everything you've been hoping for, everything you've been praying for, if He brought it to your life right now, would you be able to contain it? See, before God increases it in your life, He may be looking to increase you. You. Say, Lord, enlarge me. God, enlarge me. I don't want to hold you back, God. Lord, this has been my limitation, but take the lid off. Whoo! I just, whoo! When I said take the lid off, I felt the Holy Spirit just, whoo! Somebody right now has got a lid over your life. 
I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a, a report that's come. I don't know if it's a past experience that's there. I don't know what it is. There's a lid. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. God said, that thing, I'm bigger than that thing. I'm, I'm stronger than that thing. I'm greater than that thing. If you've not been expanded and increased within, then you're not going to be able to handle or contain or steward that which He brings into your life. It would probably even crush you. Jesus told His disciples in John 6 and 12, gather up the fragments that remain so that nothing is lost. He wants us to steward what He's bringing. Don't just say, ah, God's a God of increase and multiplication and I don't have to worry about that. I don't have to take care of that. I don't have to manage that. He said, no, I care about everything. If I bring it as a miracle and I want you to steward it properly, I want you to steward it properly. We need to have an enlarged capacity. I just hear in my spirit, someone has been living in a bubble. Like the boy in the bubble. And it's like you're, you've been limited from the touch of God. And that is, I don't know if it's a fear or what it is. It's invisible, so it's not there until you start moving forward and you bounce and you hit it. You hit it. And like the boy in the bubble, the parents would only, the father could only touch his son through a, a glove that reached into the bubble, never skin to skin. I'm here to tell you, God wants to pop the bubble. He says, you're whole, you're healed. Whatever it was, whatever germ, whatever disease put you in that bubble, I want you to know you're healed. And I want to touch you. And I want to embrace you. And I want to promote you. And I want to advance you. And I want to bring multiplication in your life like you've never seen before. And I'm a part of this, so it's not going to hurt you. It's not going to harm you if you are willing to let me enlarge your capacity to receive and to steward this Hallelujah. I hear the Spirit of the Lord say, declare it. Increase. I hear the Spirit of the Lord just saying that we should say, increase me, Lord. Increase me, Lord. Hallelujah. Increase it, God. Increase it, God. Somebody just start crying out, increase me, Lord. Increase me. Expand me. Take the lid off. Pop the bubble, Lord. No limitations. Nothing holding back. Enlarge me, Lord God, I pray. Increase my authority. Increase my power. Increase my influence. Increase it, Lord. Increase it, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, Spirit of the living God, increase your people. Increase your people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Father God, in the name of Jesus, help us identify the lid. Father God, by the power of your, in the presence of your Holy Spirit, help us identify that thing that's been holding us back. And let us come against it and rebuke it right now in the name of Jesus. Let us rise up in our spirit and say, greater is he who is in me than this thing that has been holding me back uh, in the world. Uh, and I'm going to fulfill my purpose. I'm going to fulfill my destiny. I'm going to walk it out. I'm going to talk it out. Uh, I'm going to live it out. Uh, I'm going to be all that God's created me to be. Uh, I'm not going to die and fall short of fulfilling the glory of God that he's called me to fulfill here on this earth. Uh, I'm not going to let intellect and I'm not going to let logic uh, cause me to hold it back and box it in and shut it up uh, and put it in a, a safety deposit box. No, I'm opening that safety deposit box and I'm walking up to the bank teller and I'm saying, look, I, I cancel my, I cancel this uh, order that I have on this safety box because this safety deposit box has been locking away what God has called me to use. This talent, this gift, this knowledge, uh, this, this, this purpose, this passion. I've locked my passion up long enough and I've just been trying to get it to a certain place and when I could get my life to a certain place I was going to break free but the spirit of the living God says uh, it's time to feed the multitude now it's time for the miracle now it's time for multiplication now it's time to expand the kingdom now and I want to bring my super on your natural but you got to get your natural out of that lock box you got to get your natural out of that 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 bubble you got to get your natural from under that lid 
uh, and you got to say, uh, I am God and God, I am in God and God is in me. Uh, and as I rise up in the spirit of the living God, uh, I will be a representative of thy kingdom. Come, thy will be done. Uh, and the glory of the Lord is going to cover the earth as the water covers the sea. Uh, and I'm going to be a part of ushering in the glory of God. Uh, for I am an oak of righteousness, a planting of God uh, for the display of his glory. Uh, I'm going to rise up and stand under what God wants to do in my age, in my day, in this year. I'm going to rise up and stand under it. And I'm going to break every record and break every limitation because it's not my will. It's thy will be done. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Kingdom multiplication always requires a seed. Always requires divine order always requires steps of faith and always requires that we be enlarged an enlarged capacity to receive and to steward the miracle of God hallelujah I want to release that blessing over every person of you who by faith will receive it now I want to release it over you in the name of Jesus hallelujah that in this opportunity that we gather together in the presence of the move and the mighty anointing and outpouring of God's Holy Spirit, that we say, Lord, we bring the seed. Lord, we come under your order. Lord God, we step out by faith. The lid, we're not listening to the lid. We're not living by the lid. We're not limited by the lid anymore time to step it out so enlarge me God Lord I need you to enlarge the capacity in me to receive and to steward all that you're going to do in and through me Lord that I'll never touch it I'll never touch it and put my fingerprints on it but I'll know that I always have known it's all about you it's all about your glory it's all about you. It's about all about your honor. It's all about you. Jesus. Jesus. Oh, I just hear the Spirit of the Lord saying, invite them to this altar as a step of faith that they're coming to me for the next level. They're coming to me for orders. They're coming to me for direction. They're coming to me, the Holy Spirit, to empower, to direct their steps, to give them the next, the next plan of action. Hallelujah. Lord, we come. Lord, we come. Oh, God, we come and we bow in your presence, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Lord, we bow in your presence, God. God, do a work in us tonight. Do a work in each and every Do a work in me, Lord. Do a work in me, God, that you can use me for even greater exploits of your kingdom come. Oh, ask God to forgive you. Ask God to forgive you for that disobedience. Ask God to forgive you for that limitation you've been living in because of fear. Ask God to forgive you for that things that have taken your passion and taken your attention away from Him. Oh, get it on the altar. Bring it here. Get it on the altar. And ask God for forgiveness tonight. Oh, cleanse us, Lord. Oh, with your blood. With your blood. Oh, that our, we would be single-minded. We would be very focused in vision, Lord, to hear and to do your perfect will. Yes, Lord. Work within me, Lord. Enlarge me, God. Help me, Lord God, to discover the seed that I need to offer, Lord. Help me to go as the widow was instructed and find what she could and bring it to you, Lord. Help me find even more seed, Lord God. 
steps of faith. Show me any lies of limitation that I've been listening to that I can step on that line with a footprint of faith even this night. Say, you're not holding me back. I'll step on you and you can lift me up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, show us is there anything out of order, anything out of order. Lord, help us bring it into divine order right now. Largest God, forgive us, Lord. Cleanse us, Lord. Take not your Holy Spirit from us, Lord. We need you, Holy Spirit. We need you, Spirit of the living God. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord God, we want to rise up in faith. We want to rise up in our authority. We want to rise up in the power that you've given us by your Holy Spirit. And Lord God, we want to say, this is the day that you have made. And we're going to go forth in this day, the remainder thereof. And we're going to rejoice. We're going to rejoice. And we're going to be glad in it. Lord God, we're going to go forth rejoicing. We're going to go forth in power. We're going to go forth advancing your kingdom for your glory. Hallelujah. For it's in Jesus' name, precious name, powerful name. Your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Hallelujah.